0: What's up, College Football fans? It's MJ Newsome back here with uh, my final Tailgate Talk podcast of the season. It's the bowl season recap. Um, I know it's been a little while from uh, the last podcast, but I wanted to let all the games get finished and then announce my awards and the all-Tailgate Talk team before I came out with the final podcast, just to kind of recap everything that's happened. Um, So let's start, obviously, with our top talk. Um, Biggest news, obviously, of the bowl season. Bama picking up its 18th national championship. Coach Nick Saban, 7th, making him the all-time leader in national championships. Um, Bear Bryant, uh, the one he surpassed, former Alabama coach, uh, finished his career with six, and now Saban adding his 7th. So, obviously, a huge uh, historic feat there for Coach Saban. Um, Just today, we saw the Tennessee Volunteers fire head coach Jeremy Pruitt um, uh, because of the allegations going on uh, due to recruiting. Obviously, we've seen um, Tennessee take a surge in recruiting um, the last few seasons, being uh, super high up in the rankings. Not normally where they would have been, um, and now it seems like uh, there might be a little bit behind that. Uh, So we'll see kind of what unfolds there and what happens. It'll be interesting to see you know, what the Vols do, uh, what kind of move they'll make for a head coach. Um, I think the ideal candidate, um, at least to me, would be Matt, uh, Matt Campbell from Iowa State. Obviously, he's having... A couple uh, terrific seasons um, with the Cyclones. And obviously, you know, at a place like Iowa State, I'm not sure how long you can keep that up for. I'm just doing a fantastic job. Obviously, you know, Brock Purdy leading his offense well, along with Brees Hall. Um, Just really good stuff there um, for Iowa State. But, you know, not sure how long you can keep that up in the Big 12. Plus, you know, Tennessee, a little bit more of a marquee job than Iowa State. We will have to see, you know, what... Um, moves they want to make. And also, Phil Fulmer, the athletic director, said it, his future will be addressed shortly. Uh, obviously, I'm sure he had a little something to do with those recruiting violations if it deems um, they were uh, violating you know, the NCAA rules, um, which sounds like they were. So we'll see on that. And then my favorite game of the bowl season, Liberty Coastal Carolina in the Cure Bowl. Liberty picked up a gutsy win, in my opinion, Um, Against Coastal. Obviously, we know Coastal uh, this year, in my assessment, a little bit more of a chippy team. Um, This one went to overtime, and Liberty, spoiling the Chanticleers' undefeated season, um, just a fantastic job for Liberty. And that one, Malik Willis, four touchdowns on the ground, um, had a fantastic game. Grayson McCall finished with three touchdowns, 318 yards for Coastal. He had a fantastic freshman season. Um, he was actually the set my second, uh, my runner up, excuse me, um, and freshman of the year behind Brandon Joseph, obviously Brandon Joseph from Northwestern, uh, led the NCAA in interceptions with six, I mean, just playing nine games. So, um, a fantastic, um, season for uh, Grayson McCall and I expect nothing but excellent things coming for him the next few seasons. This is going to be my biggest disappointment. Um, there really isn't a disappointment in teams, uh, I would say, this uh, this bowl season. Obviously, I didn't think Clemson performed as well as they could have. It's just all the bowl cancellations, and obviously there's nothing we can do about that pandemic causing all that stuff. You know, but it's it's always disappointing to see teams getting canceled on. You know, um, the hometown Blazers of UAB, um, you know, had a great game against South Carolina set up. You know, it was going to be a fun one. You know, obviously UAB was probably the better team on paper, and, you know, you know, I think, you know, had a good shot to win that one, but, you know, at South Carolina, even if they hadn't had a great season, it's an SEC team, and they get a chance to go beat someone that's, you know, normally better than they are and be a huge win, um, and they didn't get the chance to do that. Obviously, Army had a little bit of a shakeup, ended up getting to play West Virginia, which, unfortunately, they lost by three, um, but, you know, games like that that, you know, kind of get shaken up, um, and it's just kind of craziness, but I hate for the teams that did not get to play. You know, it's super disappointing, and hopefully we can move um, to next season and not have – None of that be an issue or a fear. Um, you know, obviously the season was super weird, um, but hey, we did it. We got through it. Let's get to the highlights. Um, some good bowl games. Um, just want to talk about the really, really good ones that I thought. Um, so the Cheez-It Bowl, Oklahoma State and Miami, um, a super, super good one there. Oklahoma State pulling out a 37-34 win. Um, Spencer Sanders from Oklahoma State, just a fantastic game. Uh, 305 yards and four touchdowns to the air. Um, and then really the bigger news coming after that game, uh, Miami quarterback, Derek King announcing he will return for his sixth season in college. Obviously, you know, this year, in case you weren't aware of it, um, no matter what classification you were, if you're a true freshman or a fifth year senior, everybody got a year of eligibility back, um, because of the pandemic and how things were kind of screwed up. Obviously like the FCS, you know, Hasn't played yet. There's been speculation they may play some spring games, but it's really not sure yet. We saw Trey Lance only get to play one game against Central Arkansas this year, and, you know, he's headed to the draft as a potential top-ten pick. Um, So they gave a year of eligibility back. uh, So that gives, you know, Derek King a chance to come back for his sixth year. So it's exciting to see um, a guy like that who had, you know, a a decent season, not his best season, kind of getting his feet wet in the ACC. Um, Hopefully we will have a monster season next year and get himself high on the draft board. And then we saw – uh Texas absolutely dismantled Colorado in the alamo bowl fifty five twenty three um and, and then unfortunately after the game uh, Tom herman getting fired after four seasons at texas thirty two and eighteen in his time in austin um you know a little bit disappointing there I, you know it was one of those things i thought i you know I saw it coming he hasn't really done a great job, but you know on paper it looks you know thirty two and eighteen doesn't look too bad. He uh, really could never win the big games. I think he only had one win over Oklahoma in five tries, which really ain't going to cut it um, in a big rivalry like that. And really since Mac Brown's been there, it's been a struggle for Texas coaches. Charlie Strong uh, didn't ever really get things going well, and Tom Herman kind of struggling. Now we'll have to see what Steve Sarkeesian does with the Longhorns. I'm a fan of the hire. Um, He's done a great job at Alabama's EOC, so it would be exciting to see what he brings to Texas in the Big 12 in an offensive-heavy conference. Um, We saw a very, very disappointing performance from Kyle Trask um, when they got blown out by Oklahoma in the Cotton Bowl, uh, fifty-five to twenty, the Sooners won that one. Uh, Trask with three picks, I think it was in the first quarter. Um, you know, some head-scratching, questionable uh, performance from him. Emory Jones came in, the backup quarterback, played a nice game. Uh, he should be get the Gators' go-to quarterback next year. I actually expected him to play a lot more this year. I think I actually, I you know, had some high uh, predictions for him this year. Um, you know, a great dual-threat quarterback, his bigger guy. Um, should be really good in the Gators' offense next year. Um, Trask, obviously, you know, three interceptions doesn't look great, but it's really not going to hurt him, in his draft stock had a tremendous year. I think he threw for over 4,000 yards. Um, so dude was awesome this year, led the NCAA in passing touchdowns. Um, so, you know, with that being said, um, Trask should be – his draft stock should be fine. And, you know, the game didn't go as it wanted to, but Oklahoma really bounced back from, you know, after starting the year one and two – Finished at 9-2, and two, winning the Cotton Bowl. Um, so just a fantastic season for the Sooners, really bouncing back. Obviously, it hurts that they lost those two games early. Couldn't get themselves in the playoff. You know, lost to Kansas State and Iowa State in back-to-back weekends. Um, you know, I think they could have been a threat in the playoff to whoever they played. Um, but obviously, those two losses are going to keep you out. So, you know, tough luck there. But Oklahoma, nonetheless, a pretty solid season from them. Uh, we saw in the final four, the semifinal games. Bama beat Notre Dame 31 thirty-one fourteen. Notre Dame actually, you know, broke that long streak of Bama scoring thirty-five plus points. I forgot what the the number was, but you know, Notre Dame's defense really played a good good game in the second quarter. Excuse me, second half, I should say. Not a good game, good half. Um, they started to get things going well, but obviously, you know, they couldn't score on Alabama's defense, so that is what hurt them. And then we saw Clemson and Ohio State. Justin Fields got knocked early um and you know spent some time in the medical tent uh probably had bruised ribs something like that but came out and played a phenomenal game um uh he had let's see let me get to the stats real quick because he balled out but let's see the final score 49 28 Ohio State took that one Justin Fields here we go six touchdowns 385 yards passing only six incompletions on 28 attempts um dude had a heck of a night um, so a nice job there by the Buckeyes, but obviously falling to Bama in the national championship game, um, and that one really wasn't even close. Uh, 52-24, obviously, as I said earlier. So you know, congrats to Bama, 18, Ohio State. A nice win over Clemson, though. Um, A&M pulled away late in a very, very tough one against UNC. It was a fun game to watch in the Orange Bowl. Uh, 41-27, Sam Howell. Doing his thing, three touchdowns through the air, two hundred and thirty-four yards. Look for him to have a huge junior season. Um I expect Carolina to come back a lot better than they were uh this year. Gonna be better uh next year, is what I'm saying. Um they've got some weapons. Obviously they're losing some key players um on offense, but you you know, when you have Sam Howell as your quarterback, um, it should, you know, help, you know, be a big boost uh to you because you know he can he can use his legs, he can use his arm. Um, so as long as they're putting up points um, it should be a fun one and I'm sure North Carolina's you know how they've got a good recruiting class um, and they'll come in and they'll have some dudes who can make some plays so it should be fun to watch that. Uh, Iowa State probably finished its best season in school history at nine and three winning the Fiesta Bowl 34-17 over Oregon. Uh, Brees Hall obviously you know my breakout player of the year, an all-tailgate-talk team running back. Uh, he was named the first all, uh, first-team All-American from many uh, different uh, medias and sites and all that stuff as one of the running backs. Just tremendous season for him. Brock Purdy continuing to do the same stuff. Um, Brees Hall in this one had 136 yards and two touchdowns and 34 carries. Uh, Purdy, only nine incompletions on 29 attempts. Only one touchdown, 156 yards, but very, very efficient there from him. So that's kind of the highlights I saw from the bowl season. Let's move on to a bold prediction. Well, it's just an off-season bowl prediction. You know, I highlighted earlier, Steve Sarkeesian going to Texas. Um and I think that's a great hire. Um so you know, what does he bring? He brings a high explosive offensive playbook. You know, he's going to it's going to take him a few years, I think, to get some guys in, but when I'm thinking about guys, you know, I think he's going to get some guys this off-season. You know, I think there are some dudes who, you know, or whether they're committed somewhere else or not, are going to flip their choice, whether it's you know in their head or actually verbal, and they're going to go to Texas because they're so excited about what Steve Sarkeesian brings. You know, we've seen Sarkeesian uh, coach Tua, we've seen him coach Mac Jones, um, some ex- explosive quarterbacks there, and then you've got Devontae Smith, Jerry Judy, um, Henry Ruggs, just to name a few. Jalen Waddle, just some outstanding receivers. Um, Najee Harris, obviously, he's got a lot of offensive weapons that he's coached and really, really made better. I mean, Devontae Smith obviously improved his draft stock tremendously this year. Mac Jones, Najee Harris, all three of those guys, because of Sarks and his offense and his preparation, made them better players. And I think that's what people – and recruits are going to be excited about with Sark being at Texas. You know, it's a big brand school in the Big 12. The offense is always flying in the Big 12, and I think his offense is really going to bring some firepower to the Big 12 and hopefully propel Texas back to where it was. So I think Texas, excuse me, my bold prediction, let's finally get to the point. Um, I think they're going to flip a few guys and get some big-time recruits this season that they otherwise would not have gotten with Sark being the coach. All right, so finally, let's wrap up with the awards. Obviously, player of the week, really player of the bowl season. Uh, Devontae Smith, obviously of the Heisman, had a fantastic national championship game, really in just one half, broke all kinds of records for national championship games in just that first half. The so Devontae Smith, your Heisman winner, uh, all, your tailgate, all your tailgate talk player of the year award. I mean, I can't even begin to name all the awards he got. He got them. Devontae Smith, player of the week. And my team of the week, obviously, naturally, you'd think it'd be the national champion, but I'm going with Liberty on this. Just such a gutsy performance, um, you know what I called um, earlier—Liberty's uh, performance against Coastal Carolina, 37-34 win in the Cure Bowl, spoiling Coastal Carolina's uh, undefeated season. Just some great stuff there from the Flames. You know they're they're going to have some firepower again. Malik Willis coming back next year. Um, Hugh Freeze obviously doing a fantastic job at. Liberty, so hopefully they can continue what they've got going, um, and it should be a good, another good season next year. So this is uh, this concludes my podcast here. Obviously, I'll we'll have more podcasts coming throughout the off season, whether it be about news, maybe some interviews, you name it, I might have it. Um, but what a great first college football season. Um, I've had a lot of fun doing tailgate talk here. Um, it's been super fun. I've been trying to stay up to date on all the things I can. I'm trying to balance some other stuff outside of this. Um, I have really enjoyed it. You know, here's the thing. At the end of the day, this was a weird season. Um, you know, we had COVID that impacted so many things. I mentioned earlier, bowl games were impacted, regular season games were impacted. Um, you know, Ohio State only getting to play five regular season games, and they still made the playoff. It's it's crazy. Um, but at the end of the day, we made it. We got a national champion. We played bowl games. We had a Heisman winner. I mean, we did it. So if we can do it in a COVID era. It's going to be so much better next year when all the stuff hopefully is starting to cool down. Um, so I'm excited about what 2021 season holds. Um, so this is my conclusion of this podcast and this season. Thank you so much.